Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. And I think today could be an interesting sign if the Crows manage to win. Maybe there's a shift in the atmosphere over the nation. <laughs> if Tex can kick five on his 200th and the Crows win, then something serious is going to happen spiritually over, over Adelaide. But don't be depressed if that doesn't happen. God can move anyway. Anyway, let's pray just to get in the zone. Is that okay? <laughs> Lord, we thank you that uh, you want to speak to us today. So we open our hearts and ears and lives, Lord. We pray that you would sharpen us and strengthen us in every way that you intend. And Lord, we just ask for, for more of you. Holy Spirit, we say, come in our lives this week. Grow us, strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. A quote from Brother Andrew. He said, God does not choose people because of their ability, but because of their availability. Pretty familiar quote, availability, because the truth is he gave us our ability in the first place anyway. So if he then just chose us because of our ability, that would be favoritism, and I don't think God shows favoritism. Availability, availability, obedience, awareness, giving him space and time, giving him permission to choose us and use us. Uh, I want to explore something that I've called the resistible calling of God. I was thinking about this this week a little bit, the resistible calling of God. And I was thinking maybe I should call it the irresistible calling of God because I know there's papers written about that and all sorts of things. But the truth is you and I have something called a free will. And we can resist the calling of God. Now, this might let all sorts of little th theological ideas and concepts really start murring and whirring, sorry, through your brain today. And I hope that happens because this is something that's very interesting. And if you've walked a few years with Jesus, or even if you haven't, you will know that even when God is calling us, we can resist it. Because he's given us a free will. And so really I believe there's two callings that we as human beings encounter throughout our life. And that's the calling first to be saved and second to then serve him. First is salvation, the calling of God. God calls everyone and he, his desire is that no one would perish. His desire is that all of us would come to the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. However, he then gave us free will. So just like in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve could choose between the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or the tree of life. A lot of us throughout our life, we choose to go for that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the one which seems to give us attaining knowledge. We are able to think things through and understand things and maybe work things out in a humanistic way. But then there's the tree of life waiting for us, which has faith attached to it. It has hope attached to it, destiny attached to it. But there's also some mystery attached to it because we don't quite know what we're getting into 
when we give our lives to Jesus, do we? So a lot of us will resist either one of these calls. Now, if you're in this room today, I'm going to assume that most of us have already responded to the first call of God, and that is to salvation. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, then it's very simple and very easy. You just ask him to come into your life and you say, Jesus, I'm going to live with you. Once we do that, we've responded to the first call. And we've gone against our own stubbornness and our own pride, and we've given our life to him out of obedience. You may not know, just like all of us, you may not know what's going to transpire. But God is faithful, and he will pursue you, and he will give you good things, and he will encourage you along the way. And there will be trials, there will be difficulties, but he's always holding us our hand. He's always helping us out. And so the second call is really the one I want to center in on today, and that is the calling for service, for obedience, for following after Jesus, because this is the one that can get rough. I don't know about you, but if you've lived a few years with Jesus or a few days with Jesus, you'll know that you have good days and bad days. We won't do a show of hands today. But uh, if we were honest, we would all admit that some days are tough. Some days are boring. Some days are rough. Some days we just want to give up. Some days we might even question God. The good thing is he never questions you and he never questions me. He's always faithful. He always believes in us. He's always cheering us on and pursuing us. And so I want us to start by reading in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged or two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. This this passage is a very, very specific word from God for us, isn't it? And it's so descriptive about the power of the word of God. I, I actually really, I like this because it describes how maybe you've had this experience as well. Most of us had. When you open the word of God, you might not be feeling anything or you might be trying to hear from God and you might read for 20 minutes or two minutes, it doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden, there are some words illuminated to you on the page. Some words will get bigger or bolder just somehow. God impresses those words on you. That's the Spirit of God speaking through His Word to us. And if you've never had that experience, begin reading more of the Word of God because it won't be too long, maybe a few weeks before you go and there'll be some words that will jump out at you. This is when God is trying to speak to us and he's trying to draw us in because his word is powerful and effective, sharper than a double-edged sword. I mean, this is, this is really specific stuff, piercing to the division of soul and spirit. His word will go right through us, through our agendas, through our boredom, through our lethargy. His word will speak to us sharply. So if you want a word from God, the best place to start is in his word. It's not, it's not on Facebook asking a prophet to give you a word. They don't know you. It could be so generic it might be right for a 1,000 but wrong for 10,000. And so we never go after that stuff unless God really leads us. But we start in his word. That is grounding. That is strength. That is reliable. It's consistent. It's powerful. It's unquestionable. And any other adjective you can think of because 
There are times when we need the sharpness of the Spirit of God. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get stuck in my own thoughts, I quickly have to unspiral myself and realize I've got to get back in the Word of God. And you might even want to start here in Hebrews chapter 4. For the Word of God is living and active. If we open His Word, He's going to speak to us. If you want a Word from God, I want to encourage you, read His Word. Read His Word before you listen to anyone else's Word, because His Word is living and active. I was thinking about this when you think of, um, you know, just even evangelizing and, and thinking about Christianity and where are we going and some of those big thoughts that, you know, maybe none of you ever have, but I tend to get caught in sometimes and you think, wow, you know, God, what are you doing? What's the next move going to look like? How are you going to save this next generation? And then I began thinking about the calling of God. The truth is, he's going to save the next generation just like he did this generation and the last generation and the one before that. Because it doesn't rely on us. And it doesn't rely on our methodologies. And we can have all the church growth schemes and, and lines and signs and lanyards and everything under the sun. But the calling of God is more powerful than any of that stuff. And isn't that a good thing? <laughs> because if it relied on us, we just might as well give up now. Just shut the season down and, and take a holiday. To use a football analogy, which might be relevant for the crows. But anyway, for the Word of God is living and active. If you've ever wanted to hear from God at a deeper level, here's something I can remember a youth pastor teaching me many years ago. Um, and we were sitting around in a Bible study, and I was quite bored at the time. I'd finished work, I think, getting a little bit tired. And you know those prayer meetings sometimes where someone falls asleep? I think that might have happened. Um, and we didn't have soaking back then, so it, it was illegal to fall asleep while you were praying. But someone fell asleep, and I can even remember some snoring happening. But anyway... I remember getting into this session and he was teaching on meditating in the Word. Now, at that stage, at that age, I wasn't really meditating in the Word or really even thinking about meditating in the Word. But here's something that I have done randomly since then that's quite powerful. Taking a very, very small passage of Scripture, like that first line, for the Word of God is living and active, full stop. Let's put a full stop there. And living and active, dwelling on each word, meditating on each word, breathing in between, thinking about what every word in that, that little passage means. For the word of God is living and active. And if you repeat that 10 times really slowly, think about it, pray on it, meditate on it. All of a sudden, those words come alive because they're living and active. And his spirit is moving and breathing in his word all the time. And he wants to speak to us. So this is, this is taking calling to a next level. If you haven't read the Bible in the last week or two, I want to encourage you, get in his word. And even if you don't do it for two hours or one hour, whatever it is, get one line. Get Hebrews 4.12, one line. For the word of God is living and active. And you dream on that. Drink on that. Breathe on that. Think on that. And you know what will happen? You'll think about it all day. It'll come back to you. Living and active. What does that mean for the Word of God to be living and active? What it means is the same faithfulness of God that has saved every generation for the last couple of thousand years will do it again and in greater ways. 
And his word is going forth all over the earth. His word, he's calling people every day. Every minute of every day, he's calling people first into salvation, which is into relationship with him, and next into obedience and service with him. Because the workers are few. <laughs> the workers are few. And so he's calling us. He's calling all of us. Many of us will have different desires in our hearts. And I know that the good thing, about God is he will continue calling next generations and his word will go out and his spirit is always putting forth a challenge and as I said I think last week or a few weeks ago one of the ways we can know whether we're being obedient to that calling or not is whether we have an inner peace. I've said many times that when um, when my parents were um, resigning from here and moving on and they sort of announced that I, I said that I've, I've told the story about how Karen whispered to me you know this is ours and I, I know she was saying that kind of in the spirit um, and immediately I went no that no you know I don't know about you but sometimes uh, maybe husbands when your wife says something no or or vice versa or just when you when, when God actually speaks to you, maybe your first response like me is, no, I don't want to do that. If that's your first response, it's a pretty good indicator. It's him because you weren't just making that up yourself because we don't make up things that we don't want to do. And so by actually listening to him and following after his voice, it actually means slowly yielding. It might be no, 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 maybe, 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 okay. And then yes. Because that's, that's the journey, isn't it? I mean, this is the journey of obedience. And so listening to his voice requires tuning in, getting past our own agendas. John 10, 27 says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. If we are saved, we know the Father, and when he calls us, our job is to respond. Our job is to be obedient. And so wherever he's got you at today, whatever his voice has been saying to you, because I'm pretty certain he's always saying something to us, even if it's just a little thing, even if it's just something small, maybe in your family, maybe in your workplace or in your thinking or in your life, there's always an area he's sharpening us. Just like the word of God, he's always getting in there to a place where he can bring us to a stronger relationship with him because he wants you and me to bear fruit. He wants us to be greater trees that bear really good fruit so that the harvest around us is really joy and fruit of the Spirit. He doesn't want us to be bored. And if you've got stuck, if you've got bored, if you've got a little bit um, tired even in the Spirit, then, then just wipe clean all of the obligation. Wipe clean all of the stuff that makes it feel a little bit heavy. Because God wants you to have joy. Jesus wants intimacy with you and with me. And all the, all the other stuff can get us confused sometimes. But the calling of God is resistible for those who are stubborn-hearted. The good thing is he doesn't stop. And you just never know who we're going to see in heaven, do you? who he went and got just at the last millisecond. Just at the last millisecond, he went and got them. We had no idea. Uh, and, and we're just like, wow, you're here? 
You didn't do the faithful yards like I did. But he let him in anyway. The grace of God. Who knows what the grace of God is going to allow and, and who is going to allow. I mean, he's so much further, higher, wider than we are in our little pea brains that, that we just sometimes, you know, and I've, I've got this with some of my uh, theological understandings that I used to have rock solid in my 20s and I lost them all in my 30s. You know, when you get undone theologically because you begin to think, I thought that was true, but now I'm, now, you know, now there's always rock solid fundamentals that never change, like the Word of God and Father, Son, Holy Spirit and all sorts of things like that. But there's different ideologies or theologies, our understanding of Scripture, our interpretation of Scripture that maybe change a little bit. And that's when we realize, wow, God, you just, you just are sovereign, <laughs> I am a pea brain, you are sovereign. But for some reason, the grace of God chooses to use us. And you know, he wants to use you in greater ways. He wants to speak to you in louder ways. He wants to pierce your bone and marrow. It doesn't sound very nice, does it? But he wants to pierce in so that he can call us out to greater things. And I want to encourage you today, if you haven't heard his voice, let me tell you, his word is living and active. It's not boring. It's not dull. Maybe you've been reading Deuteronomy for too long. Then get in, get in Song of Solomon's or if that's a bit racy, then get into Proverbs or if you don't understand that, get into Revelation because his word wants to speak to you and wants to lift us up. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then get into the word of God and you know everything that I'm talking about. Living and active, living and active. When we were at our previous house, Karen um, was really drinking in different translations in the Word of God for uh, a really long season. And so she went and put up all scriptures all over our house. All, I've, I've told this before. We had cupboards named Hebrews and John and James. And, uh, and so all these scriptures all over our house. And after a while, they got dog-eared and torn. But we, you know, you'd open the cup cupboard and there'd be Hebrews something, something. And, and it was a great way of uh, learning scripture. But it's living and active. Never forget that. It's living and active. His voice is resistible, but it's irrepressible. In the, in the, the way I mean that is he will keep speaking. He will keep pursuing us even when we don't want him to. We might have given up or we might, have, we might just not have faith to believe anymore or we might have been hurt so many times. We don't know if we can take one more hurt, but his voice is still circulating. His voice is still pursuing us. He's so much bigger than us. Isn't that a good thing? If he was limited to our understanding, I mean, Christianity just would have died generations ago. But his calling is powerful and it will never end until Jesus comes again. And he's coming on a white horse for you and for me. And if we believe in him, then you just have to get into that place. Read Revelation. If, you, if you've lost hope, if you've lost faith, if you've lost your joy in your salvation, the original calling, then get in the book of Revelation and remember the rider on the white horse is coming for you and he's coming for me. And it's beyond any other political realm. We, why do we even expect our political leaders to understand this stuff? Because that rider in the white horse, the saviour of the world, is coming for you and coming for me. And that's destiny. That's hope. And so whenever we get down, we've got to get back in the word of God because it's living and breathing and active and powerful. And it's a double-edged sword. And I believe he wants to 
take us to a deeper place of understanding his voice. I think I've loved the prophetic movement. I love the prophetic movement. I still uh, believe in in the prophetic gift and and the office of that, and we go after that. I absolutely love it. I fear in the last ten or fifteen years in the prophetic movement that it's become more about the movement sometimes than about that still small voice of the Spirit of God. And there's a pressure to, to give a word. There's a pressure to give a word of knowledge. There's a pressure to, to even perform. There's a pr- pressure to produce something. But sometimes it comes out of the wrong tree. It comes out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil rather than the tree of life. And the tree of life will bear kingdom fruit. And it's, and it's a really, really fine line. But this is where the word of God will separate even soulish stuff from spirit stuff. And they're very close. They're very close sometimes because if you put enough emotion in something, it can sound like spirit. But the Word of God will divide that right down to the very nano amount. And we want to hear from the Spirit of God. We want to hear from the Spirit of God. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm tempted to react to something, I'll know straight away that if I, if I jump on it too quickly, it's the soul. If I can wait with a piece and then present something, it's the spirit. There's a difference, soul and spirit. Look out for that in, in your reactions. Look out for it in your life because the soul impulsively reacts to things, but the spirit is like a, a, an organic river that flows and it's still powerful, but we don't even know it sometimes because it's flowing from heaven. And there, there's a difference. It's a fine line. My sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me. Obedience is such a powerful way to tell if we are following the voice of God. What's he asking of you today? What's he putting in front of you in your life this year? Crazy year, weird year? But what's he been putting in front of you? Has he been calling you to something? Maybe to prayer. Maybe to some obedience in some area of your life. Maybe letting go of an addiction. Maybe letting go of your football team or something like that. I'm just kidding. Just give someone an elbow tap this morning just to make sure they're still there. Here's a word from God for you. There are mornings when we just need to shake up and do something weird. And this is one of those mornings. Just tap yourself on the shoulder. Because I know a lot of you didn't actually tap someone else on the shoulder. Too scared? I don't know. I believe God is always speaking and he's putting things in front of you and in front of me that, he's, that might be very little, but he's just his voice is out there. His voice is pursuing you. What is he asking of you? What is he asking? Because our obedience, our level of obedience, our willingness to obey is often a determining factor in our closeness in relationship to Jesus. That's a long way of saying, if you want to get closer to Jesus, obey what he's asking. My sheep know my voice. We've said many times, we have some sheep. They are weird, random things. And um, however, just like us, they actually know our voice, particularly Karen's, because when they were lambs some of them she'd be out there calling them and and so they really know our voice and it's it's a weird thing because I didn't think sheep were trainable at all but they'll go after food and they'll go after our voice 
And we are so much like that. We go after food. We need heavenly food. We need heavenly food. I know some of you are thinking about KFC right now. We'll have an older call at the end. Because you're breaking the meat rule, the fat rule. I'm just kidding. I think we're going to leave it there. I'd love you to stand, actually. And um, why don't you just lift your hands? Because I believe that God is speaking to some of us. Now, I'm not going to give some great prophecy about you're going to the mission field, you're doing this, you're doing that, because you can't even fly out of this country. So, <laughs> however, one thing I do feel prompted to say is that I do feel God is drawing some of you, drawing some of you, me included, drawing you into a deeper intimacy with him. For some reason, you've been just on the outside. You've been just on the, the secondary relationship. For some reason, it might not even be your fault, but there's been a hesitancy. I want to say to you, the reason you're here today is to hear my silly voice say to you, that Jesus wants intimacy with you. Jesus wants intimacy with you. He wants to draw you in with his voice so that he can speak to you. And his calling is powerful. It is powerful. It's why Christianity will never die. It will never die. It doesn't matter what the world say or the media say or what they like or don't like. Because Jesus is coming again for a pure spotless bride. And he's, he's calling people all over the earth today. There'll be thousands upon thousands that will join the kingdom of heaven today. Thousands upon thousands. And if you've been just resisting a little bit that calling of God, maybe it is to give your life to him, then today give your life to Jesus. Give your life to him. It's so simple. It's so easy. Or maybe you've been just in a distant place then I want to encourage you, today's the day to get back into relationship with him. So Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, you never give up on us. And Lord, I pray today that your voice would be heard in this place, that we would open our hearts, Lord, and that we would respond to what you're saying. I thank you, Lord, that you never let us go. You never give up on us. And so today, if we're not in a place with you, if we haven't even given our lives to you, Lord Jesus, I pray today for anyone here who has never done that, that right now, Holy Spirit, that you would reach out and you would touch them. And if that's you this morning, I want to encourage you, just give your life to him. All you have to do, whether you want to do it out loud or in your heart, just say, Jesus, I want to live for you. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. Make me a new person. I want to live for you all the days of my life. And if you did that, then you've given your life to Jesus. It's an amazing day for you. Or maybe you've just realized that you've just been so distant and it's time. It's time to let go. It's time to obey. It's time to hear the calling of the Spirit of God today. Don't let it linger any longer. Be obedient to him. Jump into relationship with him. And you might just want to pray now and you might just want to say, Jesus, 
I want to get back into relationship with you. I've been bored. I've been away. I've been stale. But today I want to awaken that relationship with you. Today I want to live for you and with you in a new and fresh way. And he's so faithful. He will come and make things new. He will come and breathe on us and his fresh breath of heaven will just breathe on us with his goodness and his joy. And so, Lord, we ask that you would move in this place. Move on every heart. We thank you for your faithfulness, for your goodness. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would strengthen us even this week, that your voice would get so loud, that words would jump off the page when we read Scripture. They would jump out and speak to us. That Holy Spirit, that you would pursue us. You wouldn't let us go. Don't let us resist. But that you would chase us down and you would speak louder and clearer and that you would pierce bone and marrow and that you would show us areas of our life. You'd bring out great truths. You'd bring out great revelations into our heart. Even this week, take us deeper. Lord, I pray that you would speak over us as a house that your voice would be over us as a house, both here and at Odinga in our Persian community. And Lord, we pray that your word would be so clear over us and powerful. And Holy Spirit, we pray for your infilling, your infilling each day, infilling this week. Do great things. Speak to us. Do miracles. We pray for healing. We pray for strength and life. And Lord, I just pray your best over each one of us. Your best over each one of us. Let your word be powerful over us. Let your hope be so big. Let your destiny break chains that have, that have chained us up for too long. Holy Spirit, we say come and have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, bless you guys. We're going to release you. I, I know it's early. You want me to, I can preach next week's now if you like. But um, now we, we bless you guys. Thank you for your faithfulness and for your hunger and also for just everything you do around the place. I was thinking that this week when we had all sorts of people helping out and different groups. And I know we've got so many rules and regulations and everything, but everyone honestly has been absolutely fantastic. So keep going. Um, have an amazing week and uh, we'll let you head out now and uh, start lining up for some coffees. But just bless you guys and have an amazing week. <laughs>